we continue worshiping together today, siblings, I invite you to turn in your Bibles or Bible apps to the book of Exodus, the 33rd chapter, beginning in the 12th verse. Let us receive together the word of God. Moses said to the Lord, See, you have said to me, Bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now, if I have found favor in your sight, show me your ways, so that I may know you and find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people, he said. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he said to them, If your presence will not go, do not carry us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people, unless you go with us? In this way we shall be distinct, I and your people, from every people on the face of the earth. The Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you have asked, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses said, Show me your glory, I pray. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and will proclaim before you the name of the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. But he said, You cannot see my face, for no one shall see me and live. And the Lord continued, See, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock. And while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Receive what the Spirit is saying. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you. For you and you alone, O God, are our strength, our rock, and our salvation. Amen. I like to think of myself as a person who is able to take life as it comes, a kind of go with the flow kind of human. And to a large extent, I think that's true. But truth be told, when it comes to some things, I am as much of a control freak as anyone, mostly when it comes to things that I believe will affect the life and health of my family or my congregation or the larger community. And while I labor to pay attention, I try to pay attention to the more subtle and unspoken shifts and movements of things, my default is to take things and people at face value. I desire and trust a direct word with people and with God. (laughs) Please don't make me have to guess what's going on. Just show me, just tell me. Moses seems to be saying something like that in our story today. Come on, God, lay your cards on the table. Show me what you've got for us. Show me your face. And no poker face, please. Otherwise, how will we know what to do? 
How will we perceive what it takes to be loving, just, to resist the things that harm? If you don't tell us what you're up to, if you're not willing to show us, how will we know how to be your people? And here's what I hear God saying to Moses in response. I tell you what I'll do. I'll set you up in a safe place and I'll pass by. Not going to show you my face because it is impossible for you to comprehend the full picture of what I'm up to in any given moment. And even if you could take it in, I wouldn't show you. Because you have shown, you and the people have shown that you have a tendency to make idols, idols of revelation, to make a static dead thing like an old photograph, a moment snapped in time that becomes for you the way you believe life is supposed to be, or in this case, how you think I am. If I showed you my face, I hear God saying, if I showed you my face in any given moment, you might freeze frame that moment rather than remaining open to the dynamic, always new thing that I'm doing. I am that I am. I will be what and who I will be. And while you may not understand it, my hiddenness is part of my grace and my mercy. If I show you who I am today, you will think you've got me figured out, that you can control me or put me in a box or contain me in a book. If I am up front with you today, then you may think that the current vision is set in stone and cannot be shifted based on changes in the world. And that would lead to stagnation, to exclusion, to alienation. If life isn't changing, that means it's dead. If things aren't changing, aren't open to receive and to give life-giving love anew each moment, then death is assured. So I'm just going to pass on by. So near that you can feel my breath flowing through you. But you will only see my back. You will perceive the after effects of my movement in your presence. You may then 
perceive the direction that I'm moving and can choose whether to follow. Oof. How easy it is for us to make idols of revelation, to put God in a box. And the whole idea of God's hiddenness as a grace that keeps us open and alert. Y'all, spirit hit me between the eyes with this new word from this old story. We at Foundry came into this year, 2020, with momentum, with years of work and investment in ministry bearing fruit. It seemed we had glimpsed God's direction for us that was leading to new life and vitality. 2020 was sure to be challenging, but we were as engaged as ever in the work toward full inclusion in the United Methodist Church, ready to be full participants in general conference and in the process of discerning and creating what comes next for our denomination. Years of study, prayer, and preparation were finally taking concrete shape in what we now know as the journey to racial justice. Five years of investment in program ministries that strengthen connection with God and with one another and help us to study and to serve together more regularly were bearing fruit, attracting new people, growing disciples, inspiring calls to ministry, and expanding our reach for service and for justice. Investments in human resources and staff development were also paying off in ways that supported the vision and the mission and that made for a healthy work environment for the team. The board was moving into an even more intentional mode of visioning and strategic thinking. And all of this contributed to an overwhelmingly successful financial stewardship campaign in which we exceeded our goal for the 2020 budget. We were on a roll. And then COVID. And then George Floyd. So over these past months, I've been praying that God would set me, that God would set us on solid rock in a safe place and would draw near enough that we might feel the breath, the wind, the spirit of God in real ways, in ways that might give us some sign, some direction for what to do next. Show us, God, show us. I've been ruminating over these months on how God is at work 
deep within our lives, deep within the world, moving even when we can't perceive it. I've been thinking about this and praying about this and ruminating on this, yet it took days of contemplation on our text from today to begin to really get shaken out of this, God, give me more information and some semblance of certainty stupor that I've been in. This text messed with me. The beginning of the year when we were seeing all of this sprouting and growth of the seeds that had been planted over the years, it seems that there came that moment where we had to recognize that perhaps God decided we needed to add another row to hoe. <laughs> or to engage what we were up to a bit more slowly. Or to perceive things that we had been missing or to go deeper into things that we had been messing around in the shallows about. And that feels frustrating. We were on a roll. Maybe frustrating, but it means the potential for more life, more nourishment, more growth, more health, more opportunities to cultivate and be good stewards of the vineyard we considered a couple of weeks ago. It's so easy to make our plan and our vision into an idol. A static thing, a hard and fast thing that can't be shifted, moved, expanded, changed. It's easy to make our vision into an idol, even if it's a spirit-inspired plan. But in the midst of the painful pandemics of this year, the assurance that we receive today is that God passes by in a way that can unveil our idolatries and lead us where we need to go. I often get hung up on the word glory, which from the original Hebrew can mean abundance, honor, or glory. Moses asks God to reveal God's glory. St. Irenaeus in the second century of the common era said that glory is the human person, the glory of God is the human person fully alive. And if that's the case, as I'm persuaded it may be, then I am with Moses. I want to say, God, show us ourselves fully alive. Show us communities and cities and nations in which humans are truly human, fully alive with love and compassion and justice. Show us what it looks like. Show us how to get there. And God, if what that takes is to hide yourself and keep us open and receptive and curious, then all right. Put us in the cleft of a rock alone for a while to ponder and discern what you have for us, if that's what it takes. 
challenge us to expand our vision and our sense of call, even when it means sacrifice, if that's what it takes. If we think we've seen it all, then we are no longer open to the new life that will surely come. If we're holding on to an old picture of ourselves or of our congregation or of any human reality, as if that were the whole picture for all time, then we are prone to lose vitality, aliveness. You and I are always called by God to grow, to change, to be and become more fully human, more fully alive. And Foundry is called right now in such a time as this to expand our vision, not only of what we do, but of who we are and how we do what we do. It's time for us to release the fear that we will lose something if we embrace some new technologies. It's time for us to be open to the notion that we are more diverse than we might imagine and that full inclusion means grappling with some messy intersections. It's time for us to consider how God is asking us to risk discomfort, personal discomfort, for the sake of justice. It's time for us to ponder making visual and structural and policy changes to more concretely reflect our commitments. And I'm only giving voice to a few things that have bubbled up in my own prayer and discernment. It is not the whole picture that I'm saying here or sharing here. It is always unfolding. And God is always out ahead of us leading us into a future that we cannot fully perceive, but that is full of possibility and promise and freedom. God is always ahead of us, but never so far ahead that we are alone or lost. We perceive God's back or what trails behind in the wake of God's activity and presence. And because God's love is new every morning and God is working for good all day long in the world, what trails behind in the wake of God is glory. It's difficult to perceive God every day, especially when things are difficult. But every week when our staff meets together, we begin by naming where we see and perceive God showing up, where we see the glory of God trailing behind the effects. And we are never at a loss to name so many places, so many things, giving inspiration, leading us into the future. Maya Angelou once wrote, I believe that each of us comes from the creator, trailing wisps of glory. Imagine that. Our lives, yours and mine, born and renewed in the wake of God's passing by. And imagine the new life for Foundry, sparkling and alive through God's unresting, unhasting, always loving presence. Imagine it. And then be surprised 
when it's different than you imagined and better beyond your wildest dreams. May we follow where God is going.